epic gumdrop. Sweeter than a triple word score when you've used a Q and a W. Hello, Jeff. Hey, James. Today we're talking about Scrabble. Scrabble. What do you think of when you think of Scrabble? I get anxiety. <laughs> that was honest and fast. I like that. It's true. I Scrabble's a game I want to play more. My wife uh, is very good at it, but uh, you've known me a long time now. Yeah. I can't spell. I have. I have. Oh. I have a large lexicon. I feel like yeah. I know a lot of words. But I, I just, I cannot spell. The, uh, the, just as an aside, the podcast we did, uh, we recorded just before this. Uh, there was an autocorrect in your show notes that yeah. took the word. I don't even know what the word was supposed to have been, but it, it gave the word failure. And I was reading it going, what? what, what Why? What is he going with here? It and, gets worse than that. Uh, because of autocorrect and because yeah. of oh, uh, no. uh, word where, where the underline, the unwritten word that you get wrong. Um, there are times when I'm writing something and I will attempt to spell a word and autocorrect will go like, no, I have no idea. And I'll try it three, four, five times. Yeah. And it's like, no, I don't have a clue. You're in, I got to switch words. <laughs> Stop using cues. I don't yeah, know there, what this is. There's no chance. And that's my problem with Scrabble is mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this. And I'll put uh, down a seven letter word and my wife will look at me and go, what are you trying to spell? Because that, that's not that's a word. spelled with an E. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not an O and an X. What? <laughs> I thought there was a silent Q in it. You think there's a silent Q in everything? <laughs> that's your go-to, silent Q. Well, if you're going to go wrong, get points, yeah, right? That's, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's that's my life in Scrabble. Huh. Yeah. I, I, but I actually like, I enjoy Scrabble, and that's, the like, I hate it. kind of painful. I can't play it, but I want to like it. It's a it's a hard game not to like. like yes. It's, it's, no, it's a, yes, I think that's what I meant to say. Hard Too game many negatives. Yes. It's a great game, like... Uh, my son and I, or my son is, he's now, you know, he's old enough to actually engage mm -hmm. Scrabble. Cause you know, you're you, with the young ones, you're like, okay, as soon as you get spelling, learn how to spell yeah. and then we'll start playing Scrabble. Is he seven or eight now? Uh, he is eight. Eight. So he's already a better speller than me. Probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I've been helping him with the spelling test. It's, well, <laughs> he's going to, he's got some solid four, four letters words, I think. But, yes. Uh, and they're, they're non-expletives. Yes. Um, <laughs> even more impressive. But yeah, he he's old enough for that kind of thing, and he, it kind of tickles his brain. Mm -hmm. So he's he's ready for Scrabble, which is good because yeah, my wife and I used to play Scrabble like daily. Yeah, there is a period of quite a few years where it was just our go-to game, um, and she probably eventually just got sick of me trying to spell like crazy, ridiculous seven-letter words. Yeah. I would spend the whole game trying to do it, and the three hours you would take per turn. Right? Oh, it was, it was yeah. absurd. <laughs> It got, yeah, we, we hit a point, I think, where it just fell apart. And she's like, yes. I can't do this anymore. This is horrible. Um, but now you play with your son. Do you attempt to crush him? Uh, you know, I haven't actually played with him yet. Oh, really? No, he's, oh, he's old enough. There. Yeah, and okay. that's what got me thinking about this game. Because I saw it and I was like, you know, sitting on the shelf. And I was like, eh, it's time to break out Scrabble again. Which just got me thinking about what, what's the backstory on Scrabble? Um, it's one of those games that I, I knew nothing about it. Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, let's... Let's look it, into in this. In my head, it's a game that just always existed. It seems like it like has. Like chess. Like it's just like, oh yeah, Scrabble. It has almost, uh, it's almost there. Okay. Uh, no, well, not quite. <laughs> not, not at all. Oversold uh, it. <laughs> 1938. Okay. So, it, you know, it's it's longer than we've been around, mm -hmm. um, barely. And You uh, hear that, listeners? Yeah. <laughs> it's older than us, Jeff. Um, 
Yeah, I couldn't have guessed it was 1938, though. No. I. It's one of those games that, like you say, kind of transcends time and space. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know where it came from, and I don't know how long it's been here. Yeah, because as a kid, uh, you grow up, and it's on your parents' bookshelf and your grandparents' bookshelf and your uncle's bookshelf. Like, it's just, it's a game that just exists. It's wooden letters. The yes. board doesn't get spruced up. It's no. not all bright colors and woo, theme of the month. It's a game that looks kind of timeless. Right. Or, or did, at least when we were younger. So. Yes. Yeah, it's... Uh, I couldn't have guessed that. And I also could not have guessed that the inventor was an unemployed American architect uh, named Alfred Mosher Butts. Architect, eh? I mean, so you know, maybe I could have guessed that. It's it's a very... It's very structured it in is. its layout. So I can see that. But you would have assumed like a copywriter or a... Yeah, a, a language. Proofreader not, or something. Yeah. Or yeah. a dictionary publisher. <laughs> like I had a friend that produces a language game and he made it because he was writing a computer program that dealt with the Oxford English Dictionary. Right. Back at like, de- you know, two decades ago. And he got obsessed with words because of it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't his background, but it, it was he had some reason to get mm-hmm. obsessed with that. Whereas this one, I don't know. He just likes crosswords and words. Yeah. And um, but yeah, there's a stru- the structural integrity. Um, but the board doesn't, you know, yeah, it doesn't seem to come from. I don't know. Anyway, the yeah. the story doesn't start there though. It goes okay. back to the beginning of the 1930s when Alfred was thinking up the different kinds of games being made. Uh, he, but Al- he Alfred Alfred Butts, uh, Alfred Mosher Butts. I, I mentioned is it really name. Alfred Mosher Butts? How did you not remember that name? I was probably it's thinking of how to spell Alfred, name. and <laughs> <laughs> then I realized you can't use proper names. Uh, and... Not enough points. Um, he, he was obsessed with games. So I guess outside of being an architect, he was interested. He thought, okay, what, what kind of games are being made? We got board mm-hmm. games, card games, dice games. And then he thought about a word game. Um, except initially it didn't have a board and it was called Lexico. And the purpose of the game was to spell a nine or 10 letter word. And players had about a hundred tiles to work with. Um, he couldn't find a publisher for this Scrabble precursor and lost money selling the few he made himself. And uh, the one interesting fact that in, ensured the latter game's success, though, was the rigor with which he approached the game design. Being an architect, I think, gave him an advantage here. He was the kind of person who looked at the alphabet and thought uh, looked at a newspaper and then thought about frequency. He looked mm-hmm. at letter distribution. Uh, if he was going to create a game about spelling words, he needed to know how many letters he should have to choose from. Uh, and to do this, he, you know, he, he looked at frequency in like the New York Times and all you know, newspapers and periodicals and books. And he just started getting obsessed with this idea of like, yeah. how often do these things appear? And which makes sense when you're going to have to yep. score these letters or figure out like, how many like, you should have available in the bag. Like a lot of really great board game design, it comes down to math. It does. So you got you to gotta math it out. So then we fast forward again to 1938. Okay. Uh, he's rehired as an architect, but he's still perfecting a word game. Uh, it might be called crisscross words. It might have squares that give you bonuses. There might be blank tiles. Uh, the game would have a board, but the grid size was still kind of up right. for grabs. He finally settles on a 15 by 15 grid and he calls it crisscross words and he starts to sell it himself. Um, he can't find a game company that's interested. Mm-hmm. So he's going along with this and you fast forward again to 1948. Wow. So he's just trucking along 10 years. He's doing his thing, yep. you know, being an architect. And um, James, this fellow, James Bruno, comes along and buys the rights to the game. So he's going to manufacture it, and Alfred will receive a royalty for each unit sold. That right. seems pretty sweet. Yeah, you know, he doesn't. This isn't his bread and butter income. No. Nope. Um, so after this, the game moves around a bit. So according to his obituary in the New York Times, which is, is really great, uh, he died in 1993, I believe. I think he was wow. 93 years old. Wow. Um, 
a Macy's executive uh, played the game on holidays, and when he returned home, he couldn't believe that Macy's didn't stock the game. Uh, I, I feel like every old board game we it, talk about has seems this thing. moment where some yes. executive at a at a big department store chopping on a cigar, yeah, sitting on a beach drinking a drink, and like and in the way you think these kind of decisions were made in this era. There's why the yeah. this is why the stereotypes exist. Yeah, is because of this. It's like, totally. That's impressive. Yeah. Okay. So they, you can't believe they don't have it. So demand increases. Um, the production of Scrabble cranks up to 6,000 sets a week. 6,000 sets a week. And he, you know, it becomes too much for Bruno. So Salcho and Ryder, I don't know if that's how you pronounce this. Right. Uh, it's a company who originally turned the game down, now steps in to produce it. So in its second year of production, they, they produced nearly 4 million sets. Ooh. Bruno maintains the rights until 1972 when he finally sells it completely to Salcho and Ryder. But what the game does, you know, uh, what game doesn't bounce around a little bit yeah. from, it just seems like the thing that happens. It goes yeah. here, there, it goes, you know, depending on how acquisitions happen. So we go fast forward a little bit. The game ticks along. You mm-hmm. know, I think this is the part where we remember the game existing. And then Coleco buys Selcho and Ryder's games in 1986. This is where the story was like, I was like, what? Although the video games industry wasn't doing so well at this point, uh, Coleco had a field of Cabbage Patch Kid money to harvest. Wait, wait, wait. Coleco put out Cabbage Patch Kids? I did not know this. That's crazy. Okay. It's going to get weirder. Yes. So shortly after, Coleco goes bankrupt and sells its main assets to Hasbro, which is how it gets where it ends up. So it's right. a, this weird. So I was like, that's the history of yeah, because Hasbro, you think they were, I like in my mind, Hasbro bought the rights way back when and just has been producing yeah. it. But we're into my lifetime. Yeah. So the set huh. I own is, I think, a Hasbro yeah. set. But it must have been like not like, that uh, long uh, after yeah. they got the rights. Huh. Um, so it's ta- it's worth taking a brief pause now to do another pop quiz. Oh, this boy, is pop this quiz. is unrelated, but kind of awesome. What does Coleco stand for, and what year was it founded? Coleco. Collected Electric Company, and I'm going to say 1922. Kind of good. Well, that, oh, okay. that's a reasonable guess because okay. I think that's what I... I was like coal and then E-Co, right? That was a good guess. Yeah. Connecticut Leather Company. Oh, so close. <laughs> Coleco, uh, 1932. They originally processed shoe leather <laughs> and in the 1950s made leather craft kits and then they made plastic pools and it wasn't until 1976 with the Telstar system that they first got into games. So they wanted that's, some of that Atari money. That's insane. So this is a company that uh, doesn't understand the meaning of focus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Leather. So like to just think that there was a company out there that's main sources of income yeah. were, were leather Shoes, what did you say first? Uh, the processed shoe leather. Pro- so processed leather and then leather craft kits. Well, this is... And then plastic pool money and then video games and then Cabbage Patch Kids <laughs> and then Scrabble? <laughs> and what it, the logic is kind of there when you think of this idea that if they, in the 1950s, they start making leather craft kits, that's going to be aimed at kids. Right. So they actually started looking essentially at the games and entertainment industry. So they were right. like, okay, hobby kits, plastic pools... They're like, man, we're making a lot of money on kids. What do kids like? That's it. And they followed the trends. They're chasing the money. And they got video games and they got, and they got Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. That's crazy. Because you think like if they didn't get until 76, so they're like four years or something Uh after Atari uh, or a couple years after Atari. So they kind of, they're chasing it. So they got the Telstar system. Then they go in with the, the ColecoVision later. Which, yeah, that's all. That's the one everyone remembers that's from all my era. Bad yeah. timing. Yes. Yeah, I remember the cleat. That was, anyway. It was wildly available. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> but back to Scrabble. 
Um, wow. okay. Yeah, that was a weird aside. I was I was researching this and went, what? That's all, a that's a rabbit hole. Oh, fascinating. Yes. <laughs> Give me more internet. Um, so I was really close on that. <laughs> well, you, the year you were. Yeah, sure. 1932. You said 1922. Yeah. That's not bad. Um, so, you know, what happens to Alfred Mosher Butts and his Scrabble money? Did he get ripped off as everybody seems to, or did he come out all right? Um, that was my first question. Yeah. Cause I'm like, everybody seems to get, yeah, we, we haven't done one of these that hasn't been in some ways depressing. Well, I'm kind of sad at the end. <laughs> yes. Um, his 1993 obituary noted the following for many years, Mr. Butts enjoy uh, earned royalties, which he said were about three cents a set. One third went to taxes. He said, I gave one third away and the other third enabled me to have an enjoyable life. I thought that's awesome. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Cause, uh, three cents times 4 million. Well, that, that was a year. Yeah. Like, I'm no, I mean, well, it, that here, was a well, year. Here, here, we'll get to it. Okay. You no, know, it's It gets crazy. Wow. Um, you know, that like that little bit though, that's a nice ending to a good story mm. about a great game. Um, it's also worth reading the last bit of his bit, which I, I love this part. It's a reminder that so many game designers have very rich lives outside the hobby, which I think we're seeing less of as becoming a game designer has become more and more of a viable career path right. for some people. But provided you could, you're able to produce 75 games yeah. a year. Yeah, there's still loads of great designers yes. that are professionals, whether yep. they're in physics or whatever. But this is his little bit here. Among the buildings he designed were the Charles W. Berry Housing Project on Staten Island and the Stanford Free Library in Stanfordville, New, New York. He was a co-founder of the library. He was also an amateur artist and had six drawings collected by the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Oh, yeah, no, no big deal. Yeah, no. I mean, also that's... made one of the most famous games ever. Yeah. Drop the mic, walk away. Like, I, I'm astounded by these people who are like these bizarre kind of almost not quite polymaths, but like they're yeah. in, I mean, if you're again, from that generation of architects, you're also are an artist because you have to mm -hmm. have incredibly good drawing skills. Mm -hmm. And, um, aside from drafting. So, I mean, it's anyway, I'm always, I'm just fascinated. So by he had the, a legacy, they do everything. It's like yeah. the last one on uh, risk. It was like, yeah. Oh yeah. I also made some films that won some awards. No big yeah, deal. No big deal. I, we don't see enough of that anymore. I feel like. I don't know. Maybe we do. I just, I want to see some game designer that also does something like solves world hunger. Oh, and I made a game. No big deal. Yeah. Um, as for his game design legacy, well, I, you know, I think we know about that. Scrabble's played in 20 by 27 billion people annually in one of over 500,000 tournaments. So that's organized Scrabble play. Well, that's also made up numbers, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, by 1993, its sales had approached, and this is a serious number. This is the one that's going to get you. By 1993, its sales had seriously approached 100 million sets. Oh, that's uh, that's not a tiny number. One, so three cents off a set, 100 yeah. million sets. That's only three mil. That's still a lot. That's of, still still a lot of money. He kept a million dollars. And you got to think a good chunk of that three mil came before, like when dollars were actually worth something. Yes, yes. exactly. Like imagine being a millionaire back in the well, probably 70s, through the seventies. Yeah. So yeah, and he was also had you know he had an like you said and he wasn't wealthy beyond his imagination. No, but, but he, he lived an, comfortably. He had an enjoyable life. Yeah. Also, he was a professional architect. He just he doodled. Yeah. He, he did. He made a few things. He dabbled in this and that. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I, I think it's fair to say it's relatively popular around the world because, I mean, how many board games end up with their own TV show hosted by Chuck Woolery? Oh, Chuck. 
I, I didn't even remember that. I don't like, remember Scrabble either. Scrabble was a TV show. I believe that Chuck Willoughby hosted it, and I believe that he would tell us that he'd be back in two and two. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, okay. So, that, I mean, that's how popular, like how many board games ended up as TV shows? I No, it's a short list. It, it maybe yes. was involved Scrabble. Um, but like, yeah. So let's talk now, I guess, Scrabble oh, yeah. in terms of now we've so, got the history, so which is awesome. We've established it is a great game. Historically, yeah, and it's yes. one. Of the, it's all. I also think it's just a great game. It's one of those yes. few classic games that I, without hesitation, if someone said, "Want to play Scrabble?" I'd be sure. Like it's not a. Oh, maybe is it fun? Of course, it's fun. I don't know. It's always been fun for me, tormenting people. You can spell. With my... <laughs> so okay, let's so, take a look at the bits. What sure makes then. it a good game? Um, what's one of the first things that jumps out to you when you think of Scrabble, like tile wise, like what or design wise? Yeah, I mean, I think the the blank tile is a great idea, as I often require it (laughs) for how I think a word is spelled. (laughs) For the silent cue. Yeah. (laughs) In morning. Uh, No, I mean, that's a a wild card is a great idea. Yeah. And it made, you know, again, if you're making a game from scratch and you have to, you're working with ideas that are out there, picking a poker thing makes Mm -hmm. total sense. People are going to know it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, the spacing of the bonus scores. Um, so the scoring increases as you get further away from the center. You can hit one right out of the gate with the right letters. But if you're on the edge, you can also hit the triple-triple. Um, that's that's a, I, that's a really great idea it's because it, it's a way to raise the stakes as the game was on and a way for comebacks, Yes, which great games have the ability to come back. Exactly. Which is nice. And it kind of propels um, the game. The only downside with this is if you do play Scrabble with children, because I've done that before, yeah. you do not get to the higher scoring areas because yeah. four-letter words do not stretch the board very far. It gets very dense, I imagine. It gets really dense, and there are nowhere to put tiles. It's not, like really quickly. That's fine. Yes, when you used all the S's to You're put at the end of words. Down to two-letter words by the end. Yes. Uh, but you can't even play the two-letter words because it's touching... Multiple right. tiles. So unless so. you've got just the right combination. Yeah. It's pretty insane. Um, yeah. What, so. Um, yeah. And then the spacing as well. You you uh, were mentioning. Yes. About how uh, you can you can hit the two triple word scores on the last row. Yeah. If you've got the right word in the right spacing in the right time. It's. And that's insane. That kind of uh, beyond having a wild card than having this kind of. Um, it's like the you know a, more than a three point shot. It's like the some really beautiful long shot play that you're mm-hmm. gonna go for. Mm-hmm. I think enticing people to do that gives them a hope and it makes it raises the stakes and it yeah, yeah. adds this level. And there's, level there's a of risk statement. reward thing too, where it's like oh I have a word I can place there, but by placing a word there, I open up the ability for someone else yeah to take the triple word score exactly. But then you can't take the triple word score if there's no word there, and you don't know if your opponent will be able to play a word. No. So it's there's a lot of beautiful um, risk reward. Yes, and I can see why people like it competitively, where yeah. it's about spelling long, high-scoring, obscure words, yeah. but also there's a board control element that yeah. gets added, where when you play the words is as important as what letters you draw and the exactly. words you play. It yeah. almost has like a tactical warfare element yeah. that comes into play. It's like this meta game that's going on mm-hmm. outside of just being about words. And Well, then there's the... if I saw a documentary once, this quick aside, on mm. Scrabble, and there is a meta in the tournaments of people cheating mm. because... If you cheat and they call you out, then you're out. Um, 
But if you don't cheat and you get called out, the other person's out. So the experienced players basically bully the less experienced players uh, into not calling them out because of ah. the fear that they will get kicked out. So it's a weird metagame where, where there's intentional cheating knowing that you're not going to get called out or that you can bluff. convince the person not it's to call It's very out. much a poker game. Yes. Weird. It's weird. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I thought, I thought like, wow, because it's crazy how intense. I the, would never want to play. No, this the is one of those few games. Like, it, 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 yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, people turn into different creatures at that level. <laughs> it's like chess or something. Yeah. Right? It's like, uh, no. Um, there's also the uh, kind of the novel ways you can play off a word already in the board. Yep. So you can either, like you said, add a letter to the end uh, or, or the beginning. Uh, you can put down a new word directly parallel to the old word. So score points for both the, the new word and a bunch of little two-letter words. Mm -hmm. uh, you can play a word perpendicular to an existing word. So it had all these really... Yeah. It, it tickled your crossword puzzle brain a little bit, too. Yes. It gave you something that you're familiar with and recontextualized mm -hmm. it. So, yeah, it's... It, it's fascinating. Um, and then, uh, of course, you can play the seven-tile seven, seven tile word to get a 50-point bonus. What's that like, James? <laughs> uh, it's it's not as satisfying as you think because by the time you do it, you've really lost the game. <laughs> that's often... In, unless you just draw the right tiles at the right time. That's it. Yes. But now that's there's a luck element. There's then. a... Re you know, like I... Because my style of gameplay is that I don't I don't really care if I win most games. I'm not that... Right. I, I enjoy winning just to rile up other you just, people. You just, but wanna, I don't, you just wanna do the thing you wanna do in the game. I'm more curious. Yeah. yeah. And I'm curious about the mechanics and I mm -hmm. will like forfeit my... Any kind of advantage I have just to understand what I'm actually doing. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I got that from playing Scrabble. Mm -hmm. Now they think about it, because I'm like, yeah, I would often just forfeit the game knowing uh, there's no way I'm going to win this, but I'm going to spell but this I'm word. But I'm going to keep these letters because I just need yeah. these two other letters. I'm going to spell this word by the end. Is I'm sure it's very unsatisfying to play Scrabble with me. <laughs> or we should play together sometime. <laughs> it would just be just atrocious. You, you would, uh, call you would you not like constantly to... Well, words and you'd no, because be... I don't even see I'm I'm, I'm beyond being called out because I, I edit myself. Right. And that's the problem. So I end up putting down unsatisfying, Just you know, milk three words. and four letter words. Exactly. Because uh, like, I know how to spell milk. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you're like, you put the on a, on a triple word score. <laughs> like, come on. Hold on. Let me add these uh, letters. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of head slapping. Yep. Um, yeah. And what we got out earlier, the uh, letter distribution. Yes. That kind of, yeah, constrains the game, defines the point structure. So it's not just a game of making words. It's a game of making the right words. Mm -hmm. And what is the right words depends on your opponent's vocabulary and style of play. Yes. So, yeah, that's, I like that it changes. It's not a game that it's like you can just have an expert and a novice. Like the game changes depending on who you're playing with. Mm -hmm. um, so even if you're quite good, if you're playing against a kid, your game style, your gameplay is going to change. Yep. If you're mm -hmm. playing against two adults, I like that kind of uh, laddered. Um, yes. Not just skill set and ability, but the style of play. And that's important. And if you're playing against a world-class competitive person, they will have memorized all the QX words. Well, yeah, exactly. And then you know just not to. Yes. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I always have good memories of playing Scrabble, though. It's not a game where I moan and go, oh, how about you? Like, I conflicted, than, just completely yeah. conflicted, because I I love the concept, but my 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 brain lets me down <laughs> my brain lets me down yeah i feel like that with a lot of games to see the words i it's just a game of frustration and anxiety to see the words i want to spell yeah. and think this might be correct <laughs> uh and then have the humiliation of somebody going wait what do you hide the dictionary 
Like, uh, we don't hide the dictionary, no, but uh, the dictionary always gets called out when I'm playing no, I mean, for people. You, you as a person hide the dictionary. Oh, so they can't check? Yes. <laughs> no, but then, my, but then my wife would just be like, no, I'm right. <laughs> yeah. I, Between have, the two of us, who's going to spell this word correctly? We have the internet now, yeah. which has ruined it all, too. It does, yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Scrabble, it's, it's elegant, it's streamlined, it's fun. How many games continue to be this loved after this many years of, yeah. you know, after their inception? Uh, part of what makes the game great is that it grows with you. When you play as a kid, you're spelling simple words. When you grow up, you think you've got all book smart. You start playing more sophisticated words or you get called on them more if you're Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, the game is more a reflection of its players than anything, which ga- gives this game a living quality. Um, will AI assistance eventually kill our ability to spell anything more than our own names with an X? I think it's your case I'm, I'm living proof of that, yes. Or will you know, Scrabble live on despite our increasing reliance on autocorrect? I don't know. We'll see. Depends yeah. on whether the teachers keep enforcing the spelling tests as they've been. Will will remains to be seen. Will Scrabble or its derivatives yes. that you might play with friends using words? It's true. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, maybe its popularity will just wane off as people become more reliant on technology, uh, displacing all the rote learning activities like spelling, and perhaps the game will be relegated to a few old people who like to shake their canes at the world and curse about the good old days when a person could sit down and throw down some seven-letter words for fun. Um, if you have any comments or questions about this episode, or you want to correct some glaring mistake, like Scrabble was invented in 1978, you buffoon, not 1938. Uh, please, I feel like you got that one correct. I, there's very few things I get correct. Yeah, I tried. There, there is, there's weird. I went his obituary. I thought was a good source of information yes. because I was like, eh, I don't know. Wikipedia was more specific on what Macy's executive had the idea, right? With no citation. Yes. And I'm like, nah, I'm just going to go yeah. with, yeah. So who knows? Might be accurate, might not. Let me know, though, if you know more or you've got yep. some other cool anecdotes you want to throw in there. Uh, head over to breakingdads.com and leave a comment. As well, you can yell at me at Twitter. I'm at Epic Gumdrop. And uh, until next time, I've been James. And I'm still Jeff. <laughs>